Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson, the Communications Coordinator for the Arkansas Forestry Association. And I want to give a special shout-out to Potlatch Deltic this month. They are sponsoring this month's episode, so thank you to them. We'll hear more from them later on in the show. But for now, we're going to hop into our topic for the month, and that is hunting leases. And I'm joined today by J.D. Neely, the president of the Neely Forestry Service, a forestry consultant group down in southern Arkansas. J.D., thank you for joining me. Well, good morning, Seth, and great to be up here with you. Uh, even though it's a hot day today, oh, yes. we can uh, we can start thinking about hoping for some cooler days and getting out into the woods here uh, shortly. That's the dream. That's the dream. It's cooler weather at the yeah. very least. So, and, I, and you're dressed to the nines today in a jacket and a tie, and I feel underdressed, so you must be especially burning up. Today. Well, it is a little <laughs> stuffy, uh, and uh, it's not my normal attire. Well, uh, well, we'll uh, knock this out pretty quick today for you. I know you've got a lot going on. You're also a member of the Game and Fish Commission. Yes, um, and, and actually that's uh, why I'm in this suit today. We've got uh, our induction of cadets mm-hmm. uh, this year, our new uh, inductees into the enforcement. We're proud for, the, for these uh, young men and women. Uh, joining the force and uh, we're going over for that but uh, it is indeed an honor to serve uh, this state uh, on the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission and uh, you know we do a lot at the commission to Mm -hmm. provide opportunity for hunters uh, and and of course fishing fishing as well but uh, opportunity is is what we want to see on our public lands and we want more cooperation on our private lands. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, is hunting leases. And, uh, Seth, I uh, want to point out that uh, 90% of Arkansas is privately owned. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of availability, obviously, uh, size-wise, proportionately uh, to private lands and uh, the opportunities for men and women to, and clubs to uh, engage hunting activities uh, on private land or are huge in Arkansas. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up here, hunting has always been a huge pastime for a lot of folks. Uh, I, it, I went a couple times when I was younger with my grandfather, and that was a big thing that he loved to do. Um, but yeah, so this is a huge thing, and hunting leases are an important part of the hunting experience. It, it is, and you know, this year we had an increase in license sales. Uh, in our state and more more people got outdoors uh you know covid <laughs> yeah covid hit and, and uh, people really wanted to get out uh, outside and spend more time outside eat more uh venison and wild game mm-hmm. and fish uh you know it's always good it's a great way to spend time with your family as you mentioned with your grandfather and get to to uh to spend time with him uh it's a tradition here in arkansas that we we treasure oh for sure for sure well before we hop more into that jd uh if you could just kind of tell us what what it is you do with the uh neely forestry service so uh good question we manage about a quarter million acres of land in in again texas louisiana arkansas and that land management is for private landowners, uh, and we uh, oversee their forest management plan. Uh, we handle, you know, all of their uh, timber sale administration, civil cultural work. Uh, we would oversee uh, any of the uh, operations that happen, and uh, then we also as as we we're talking about today, handle hunting leases mm-hmm. uh, administration. That's part of our job uh, as their forest manager uh, 
for anybody that's wanting to lease lands. We we administer those hunting leases. So uh, we really, uh, from the grounds up uh, on their lands, handle all the activities that go on that property. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive into exactly what a hunting lease is and some you know basic details for people who may not know. But I guess that's the place I want to start is what exactly, when I say a hunting lease, what exactly are we talking about? So let's just dial back down to the basics. Okay. So a hunting lease is an agreement between two parties, the hunters and the landowner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So leaseor, leasee. Uh, The leaseor uh, would be the landowner and the leasee would be, you know, the hunter. So Mm -hmm. uh, you've got uh, this agreement. It could be verbal sometimes. I mean, you know, well, I have verbal permission from Mm so-and-so. But... um, Years ago, uh, and, and it was a good thing, uh, we passed a, a, a law in Arkansas that you have to have written permission to be on property. And that put the, the, the burden back on uh, the hunters to have their permission. And, uh, and also in our trespass prosecutions uh, for hunting on property, uh, alleviated... Uh, the need or the burden to be on the landowner to have to post everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have to have written permission, you know, to be on the property. Okay. So if I'm going to be on a, on someone's land, I need a lease agreement or at least written permission in my hand. Because if a game warden were to check you, you've got to have, you're supposed to have, you know, a, a permission slip or, or some kind of uh, proof of permission. So important that you... Uh, one have that but back to the basics of a lease this lease would normally be a contractual uh, one page two page three page some of them maybe uh, four or five pages but it would it spells out what the landowner expects uh, when I'm a as a hunter I'm on your property mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I don't, as a landowner, I don't want you rutting up my land. I don't want you putting nails in trees. I don't want you, uh, you know, putting up any permanent structures. Uh, you know, anything that I, or you can do food plots, but they need to be here. So all these things are spelled out uh, in a contract. And uh, it typically involves a payment. Uh, so the landowner is getting some payment mm-hmm. each year. Uh, and normally there's uh, some insurance uh, provision in there uh, for the landowner to have a uh, uh, would require a certain amount of insurance amount, uh, half a million, million dollar uh, indemnity policy. Uh, so the uh, again, hunting lease basics uh, are just an agreement between a landowner and a hunter. It can be verbal with some kind of a written slip on a piece of a, of a napkin. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, that's the yeah. basic, basic. Uh, and it could go up from there. Most of our uh, industries, TMOs uh, and REITs, uh, would uh, have a very elaborate drawn-up hunting lease. These are typically renewed every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, it gives the, uh, the hunter um, you know, confidence that uh, they're going to have a place to hunt next year. Well, it's funny you mentioned just having it written on a napkin because that was literally going to be my next question was, so this is a, a pretty sizable 
legal document, or uh, or it can just be written on something like a napkin. Sure. If, if you're you know needing something pretty quick. Sure. Okay. Okay. That's that's good. So I guess what is the benefit of both? Um, you know, is is it better to have like an official legal document, or is it better just to be like, yeah, you're good. Here's your permission slip, so to speak. Well, you know, most in their uh, other forestry consultants throughout the state that uh, do the same things we do in management of private land, and they would have a similar uh, two, three, four page lease document that uh, normally is drawn up by an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, you know, we are not attorneys, so we hire attorneys to prepare our leases. And uh, these documents are, are well thought out. And the benefits to both parties, Seth, really, uh, they spell out everything that the landowner expects. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the hunter and the, the hunter group, they know what they can and can't do. And so there's no hurt feelings. There's no uh, uh, you know, potential for uh, conflict mm-hmm. down as, as that year progresses. Because the landowner does not want to go on the property and all of a sudden, well, I didn't tell y'all you could do this, you yeah. know, and, and now there's, um, you know, uh, they cut down a bunch of pine tree, young pine trees to make a shooting lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, it, things are spelled out and, and good communication uh, is always important. Uh, I think uh, throughout the year, uh, we hear, you know, quite often from our landowners, uh, uh, if something happens, uh, beavers might dam up a creek. Well, I'm the landowner, I'm the land manager, uh, I need to know this. Mm-hmm. So it's very helpful for us to have communication from our hunters. Uh, maybe there was a storm, uh, blew down some trees, maybe there was a, uh, there's a bug spot. Uh, you know, things happen in the forest uh, sometimes that we get uh, you might say intel or, or mm-hmm. learn about some things uh, often uh, prior to us getting there that, that really are helpful. Uh, and they help watch out for, uh, you know, trash dumping and keep things picked up. Uh, they will bush hog your roads. Uh, so the benefits to the landowner are nice. You know who's there. You're getting, oh, a, sure. you're getting a payment. Uh, you've got insurance. Uh, you feel good. You go to sleep at night knowing you're, you're not going to get sued. You, mm-hmm. you also have got uh you know some some watchful eyes out there on the property and then of course for the hunter the benefits are you've got a a consistent place to go you you build relationships uh and we'll we'll probably talk more about this but uh you know it's a uh a place you get to spend time with your family and friends and enjoy the place in uh in in the great state of arkansas so it sounds like a lot of it too comes down to, for the landowner at least, is there is a sense of control that you still have on your property, letting whether it's family, friends, or just strangers out into your property to hunt. Right. It, you know, you you have the assurance uh, under a good lease agreement that's that's well worded, well spelled out, again drawn up by an attorney that uh, you've got uh, control over what happens. Uh, and uh, and you develop good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, you've got you know a, a good friend with your with the club and the people that are on your place. 
Okay. All right. Now, something that we were talking about before, and I went into this conversation thinking, or I was going into this conversation thinking, this was a landowner only concern. But like you said, it's not. Like hunters also need to be well aware of hunting leases and what they can do for them, right? Right. So, yes, you know, the hunters, um, you know, will find out that the hunting leases, uh, in, in their are available. Uh, I think I'd mentioned we have on our website uh, lands that are available, you know, th- that, that we manage. Mm-hmm. And then other consultants will have this. Some of the, the major TMOs and, and REITs uh, industries will have uh, those available either directly uh, on their websites or through their lease platform, uh, such as Orbis, uh, is one that, that's used very commonly. Mm-hmm. And so you can peruse through and find lands available uh, easily, more easily than ever, uh, and, uh, and help in trying to connect and, and find a place. Uh, and another way, if it's just kind of back to the old school, if you're looking for a lease uh, and, and just riding down the road, I wonder, you know, who's – if that if that spot's available, you could uh, through uh, Onyx or any of the other uh, landowner platforms out there on your iPhone uh, apps, you can uh, find out landowner information just in the spur of a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tap on it and find out uh, whose property and, and a mailing address and reach out, and they might say yes, it's leased, and they but they might say, hey, we're be happy to talk to you about it and mm-hmm. uh so uh more than ever it's easy to find places to hunt um, you know with technology so even if you don't think if you are a landowner and you don't think you're going to be leasing out your property for hunters now it is probably good to have this information in your back pocket if you are approached later down the road or if you do think hey Maybe I want a little more income coming, so I'll lease out my land for hunters. Right. Uh, And again, the benefits, we have found most landowners uh, greatly uh, appreciate the benefits of having Mm -hmm. a lease. And and again, it's it's income, uh, covers your taxes, maybe a little more. And and, but the the main thing, it's it's knowing uh, you've got some uh, eyes out there that are uh, on the property. Uh, most of these folks don't just spend time there during hunting season. It's it's a year-round deal. Mm-hmm. They love to go out there with their uh, their wives, their kids, or family ride the four wheelers. Uh, you know, go bird watching. Uh, they might be there to uh, you know to start uh, filling up feeders in the summer and putting out cameras and and it's a it's a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is, and and you really enjoy the outdoors uh, year-round now and. Uh, and it's another, again, great benefit we have here in Arkansas to with all of our resources. Uh, sure. Not every state has the, the amount of uh, land available like we do here in Arkansas. You go out west, it's much tougher mm-hmm. to hunt uh, some private lands, and, and public lands are maybe not as accessible. So we, we are blessed here for sure. Awesome. Well, J.D., I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear more from our sponsor, Potlatch Deltic. So we will be back here in a few seconds. At Potlatch Deltic, we know Arkansas. 
our forests, our land, and our people. We are here in Arkansas every day, sustainably managing timberland, producing lumber, developing Chanel properties, neighborhoods, and selling recreational real estate. If you're interested in having a place of your own for hunting, hiking, fishing, or just relaxing, visit our website at potlatchdelticlandsales.com. And we're back. Thank you once again to Potlatch Deltic for their sponsorship of this month's episode. So, J.D., we're going to continue on with our conversation. And I guess one thing that I want to specify here specifically is that we are talking about Arkansas in general. Uh, Each state probably has a little bit different law-wise when it comes to hunting leases and hunting properties. So we would suggest you look into that. If you aren't in Arkansas, look into what your state law says but if I was wanting to get a hunting lease, whether I was a hunter or a landowner, either way, who is the best person that I would go to? Would I go to a forestry consultant to do that? Yeah, that's a great question, Seth. And, uh, you know, I think I would certainly start with some of the uh, the consultants in the mm-hmm. area that you're looking for. Uh, and, uh, and giving them a call. We have lots of calls that, that mm-hmm. uh, people are coming – Calling in, hey, I'm, I'm John Smith. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, four to 500 acres uh, for myself and some family to, to lease. Uh, sometimes they will be uh, county-specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I really want to be in Washtenaw County. <clears throat> and sometimes they might say, well, I'm free to, uh, you know, to, to go uh, several counties out, you know, and so – uh, we get that information, take it down, and as we have something available, we'll match them up. So uh, I think that's a good source. Uh, and again, going to uh, uh, a lot of the companies that own land, the, the Timos and the REITs now, mm-hmm. uh, you can go on their websites and, uh, and again, go to uh, uh, their most use uh, a some kind of web-based platform to manage their leases, and such as Orbis, and they would have on their site lands available uh, with those. You know, it would be a if I'm Potlatch Deltic, mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, you know my my lands available for lease would be on that site, and so I can well I like that spot, so let me. Let me click on it and, and, and lease it. And literally, I would lease it online, mm-hmm. uh, possibly sight unseen. Or I might go visit it and then come back and lease it. So uh, those are probably the easier ways to do it. And uh, you know, and then other than that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you're just knocking on some doors and, and again, doing that, uh, that checking around uh, and then there's also clubs of, uh, that are looking for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so kind of uh, depending on which area you're looking at, you might see a hunting club and you might find out who those people are. And, and uh, often they're looking for, for some new people. Uh, you know, we might have had some that uh, have gotten old and, and not able to hunt and, and uh, they're looking for new members. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, to come along and join and to help uh, uh, take care of the leases, uh, so those are probably the easier ways to to try to plug in and and find a spot. So with a hunting club, I guess 
if if you just want to join one, the club already has a hunting lease, ideally set up with whoever they're leasing the land from. Right. So you know that uh, that would be an easy path path into mm-hmm. getting into a, a lease. You're just joining uh, with a group uh, that's already got the leases in place. They you know would issue you a membership. Uh, and uh, most of those dues would cover leases. That's usually your primary cost in joining the club. It pays for your leases and uh, then whatever other club uh, activities. It's one thing I want to uh, point out right here, Seth. Uh, Oftentimes a camp will have Mm -hmm. a campsite uh, on the property, and and, uh, usually those are separate agreements, uh, camp lease agreements campsite agreements uh and those are going to be separate than a hunting lease agreement uh so the camp lease agreement would specify things like uh well you can occupy you know this boundary right here maybe a half acre or acre could be you know an old traditional campsite Mm -hmm. uh might be an old log deck uh typically they would specify um no permanent structures. You know, you can you can put up tents here. You can you move your campers in. You could have uh, something that even in some kind of little portable building, uh, if you would. But mm-hmm. everything would have to be portable and able to be moved off the site. Uh, and, and those agreements would have a separate payment. Uh, again, an attorney would draw those agreements up, specified no Either, you know, if you have a campfire, it has to have a, you know, a certain boundary around it from the forest. Uh, you need to uh, have protection. Uh, and then some ha- might have no campfires. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want any campfires uh, on our campsites. And uh, so all those, again, would be spelled out that uh, protects the landowner and, and the leasee from knowing, uh, you know, what their rights are. So with a camp lease agreement, if a family wasn't necessarily interested in hunting, could they seek that out to maybe just do some camping, kind of like what you mentioned earlier in the show with, you know, with the family. If they just want to go out there, you know, every couple of weeks and just camp, is that something that they can search for? You know, that would be a, a little, uh, a little different scenario. Mm -hmm. Normally you would attach uh, the hunting rights with a camp lease agreement. Now, there's certain areas of our state <clears throat> again we have such beauty and diversity here in this state Seth that uh, uh, it might maybe it's along a, a beautiful river mm-hmm. uh, you know the upper headwaters of the Washtenaw River or the Little Missouri or or uh, you know anywhere but uh, or up on a mountaintop that uh, you could have uh, you know some wonderful recreational opportunities that that's more important and would be more desirable than and then and outweigh the hunting rights so those certainly you know i'm sure would happen uh and do happen Mm -hmm. in in some spots but typically in southern arkansas um it generally would involve hunting rights staying with uh, Mm -hmm. the camp rights okay because you 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 wouldn't it would be a conflict there if you were to have camping yeah going on during hunting season and uh and uh, those two user groups would maybe not be in in uh, conjunction 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess there is a huge safety concern. <laughs> yeah. At that point, that uh, that landowners don't want to get themselves into. Uh, so that that makes perfect sense. Well, JD, I, I think we kind of covered most everything that I wanted to touch on with you today. But is there anything else that I'm missing that you think uh, folks should know when it comes to hunting leases? Well, uh, we have. We've certainly covered uh, some of the basics and, and the benefits of it, Seth, and, and just uh, I'd just close out with saying, uh, you know, to everyone that's listening, uh, if you're not a hunter, there's not a better way to spend time with your family in the outdoors, hunting and fishing uh, in, the, in our great state. Uh, we've got a lot of public land available uh, here, uh, well over three million acres of public land and uh, you know go to our game and fish websites and uh, we've got uh, a lot of uh, opportunities uh, and, and we actually are working on a uh, some through our uh, programs uh, trying to find more opportunities on private lands mm-hmm. uh, in partnering with uh, industries and, and large landowners, uh, you know, we've got lease lands available <clears throat> through, uh, through lease programs, but the bottom note is to, to get out, enjoy the outdoors, spend time with family and, uh, and be safe. Well, Hey, we're called the natural state for a reason. And exactly. uh, we've got plenty of, plenty of state out there for people to explore and enjoy. So, well, JD, thank you again for joining us today. We appreciate your expertise on the show. Well, thank you, Seth, and uh, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to thank you for joining us this month for the Voices of Forestry podcast. As always, we want to give a special thank you to some guy named Rob slash Rob McCormick for the use of our theme song, The Same Love. That's off of his album, The Folkster. You can find more of his music on Spotify. And we're also going to link, as always, to his website in the description of this episode. And again, a special thank you to our sponsor this month, Potlatch Deltic. Thank you to them for their support of this show. And if you want more information about the Arkansas Forestry Association, you can visit us at arcforest.org. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S dot org. And join us next month when we will have a new topic, a new discussion, and a new voice of forestry.